Idem, and welcome to the making of The Stargazer Project, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. I'm Rick Moyer. Thanks for joining me. During this podcast, you'll hear about the idea behind coming up with The Stargazer Project. You'll hear how I made the artwork. I'll talk about how we took the shots and created the things. I'll also talk about the different songs on the album and what inspired them. And then at the end, I'll have some more information for you. I hope you enjoy the making of Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. was a little kid I'll never forget um, just loving music just loved music I liked first time I saw science fiction on TV I just thought it was the coolest thing ever robots and spaceships and space and stars and I don't know I just want I wanted to be a robot when I was a kid I named my dog Tobar which is robot backwards actually Tracy Vidmore did that and Anyway, we were friends, and anyway, when I was a kid, I just I just had a fascination with space and all that kind of stuff. So, I've always really enjoyed um, spacey stuff, and I'll I'll never forget um, as I grew a little older, I researched and did and listened to a lot of different music, and I always really liked like Pink Floyd and and Electric Light Orchestra, ELO, and different things, different bands that would use sound effects and and different orchestration in their music because I thought it was really good, like the Alan Parsons Project, people like that. And I just loved the tonal qualities that they were getting. And I'll never forget that when I would get like Pink Floyd and stuff and I would, I'd go up in my room and I'd put like more speakers on my stereo than it could actually handle. You know, I was one of those kind of kids that would scrounge around and find a bunch of different speakers. So I put like 16 speakers on my my uh, Montgomery Ward um, or JCPenney stereo system, you know, I don't remember what the name of those were now, but they were the all all in one with the cassette, the eight track, and the and the turntable all at once, you know, and you'd plug those into a little amplifier, and and then you'd listen to your stuff. Well, I would do that, and I would also collect. Um, one of my favorite things as a kid was when I got presents that had like light shows. I remember having this diamond shaped type of. Um, uh, that was a diamond shaped type of light that you plugged in and turned on and had four different colors and, and it, it had a sensor on it that could sense when the music would make, uh, you know, different beats and stuff. And it would, uh, it would light up the different things and do a little light show. And I just thought that was, I would sit for hours and listen to Pink Floyd watching this light show. I loved, um, the laser dome up in Seattle. I'd go and watch laserium shows where they would use laser light to bring the, you know, the music alive. And it was just, I just love that type of thing. And I'll I'll never forget thinking of how I would love to be able to create music that would capture this type of thing that somebody could sit and watch stars with and stuff. And I just I just love that kind of thing. That was really up my alley, you know, and I just loved it. So, uh now at this point in my life, um I got a a keyboard that I really enjoyed experimenting with on sounds. I remember when I I was in high school, I actually bought from a guy named John John Lemon. I bought a Moog synthesizer, and these are when they were monophonic, so you could only play one key at a time, and it had tons of buttons and knobs, and you could turn them and make the sound waves change, and it was so fascinating to me, and I just loved it. I paid way too much money for it, 
not sure that I got a good deal on it, but I remember using that and really enjoying it and selling it for way too cheap. But as time went on, I got various keyboards and sound modules, and, and I really enjoyed playing music that way. I actually taught myself how to play the piano and keyboards, and, and from that point on, I just, I, you know, I would love playing with different sounds and music. And so that's really where it all started as far as the creative process with uh, keyboards and stuff. And, uh, you know, I've got my keyboard with me here in uh, in the studio, and th- it's such a neat thing. Um, really, the, I'm, I'm hoping to get more sound modules because the more sounds you have, the more you can create and do different things. I'll move my mic over here for a minute, and I'll, I'll just show you. Sorry about that. I'll show you some of the stuff that we, we are able to do. See, this keyboard has tons of different sounds on it. So I can play, you know, I can just play p- piano if I want. And of course, you don't have to use the drums and stuff. There's other stuff on it that you can just... You know, this, there's tons of different things I can do. And of course, I love like the orchestration and stuff. So you can... I can create all these different things. And so what I what I do is I'll sit and find a sound that I really like and then add some percussion to it and I have a I use a program called Adobe Audition and I have unlimited tracks so I can start off with a track and then and then listen back to it and play another track with it and then mix different sounds into it and that's how I create in the studio and that's how um I was able to really get the sounds that I got off of the album and so yeah, that's kind of fun. Um, uh, a lot of the rhythms, rhythms that you hear, are created on the on my synthesizer here, and I can. Not cool, and you can just. For, you can see how I could go for hours just plunking around on it and finding a, a theme that I liked and then just picking something. <laughs> so that's kind of kind of the 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 process that I use. I just sit and I. I vi- visualize sometimes, you know, where I want to be and and what is going on, and then I use the sounds to bring that out. And a lot of fun to do music that way. So anyway, that's kind of the inspiration behind it was to uh, during the summers we'll go out. We have a trampoline, and we'll go put a big um, have this big pillow that looks like a cow that my wife made, and we'll it you know holds three people that you can put their head on it, and I can put it on the. Uh, trampoline then we take a couple blankets and we'll go out at nightfall and we'll get on the trampoline and and look straight up at the stars and uh, we put the pillow behind our necks and look up at the stars and and talk and sometimes I'll just take my iPod and go listen to music and I thought wouldn't it be fun to do a whole album of stargazing music and really focus on the weightlessness and the floats the feeling of floating in space and the and the the atmospheric um, um 
ambience and, and all that kind of stuff. I thought it would be really fun to do that. So that's why Stargazer was born. So what I want to do is, is I want to talk about the different songs and go through them here in a moment. First, let me talk about the artwork. If you actually get the physical CD, you'll, you'll notice that on the front there's a little bit of earth. There's a moon shot on the, the top right-hand side. And the rest of that stuff on the very front is actually just, I just drew the stars in with, uh, with my Adobe Photoshop. It's not actually stars. I just, uh, there was pr- probably 10 layers of different um, sizes of little tiny white um, red, yellow, and blue dots that make up the stars on that. And then uh, Stargazer, of course, is just a graphic that I wrote and did a, a little tint thing on it. On the inside flap, which if you don't have, if you download it on iTunes or get it digitally, you don't have that. I can send the artwork to you if you want to. Just write to me and I'll send it to you. Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. But uh, anyway, on the inside is just, uh, you know, kind of the, the song order, um, dedication of the CD, and uh, some other things there, some information. And then uh, on the actual disc itself, originally it had the cover and and then the song titles. But my son Andrew was looking over my shoulder when I was working. I said, Dad, you know, you should do something different. So we looked up some star charts, and we actually superimposed some star charts over the top of the uh, the CD label itself. And then, of course, on the back. The back was completely different. You know, you get when you do a CD, they let you... This is fascinating. They let you do all your own artwork. Of course, you can pay them to do it, but I, you know, I use Photoshop all the time, and I figured, why not do my own? And you have an opportunity then to do one, two, three, four different pieces of artwork, and and if you want to pay more, you can do uh, fold folded flaps and everything, and you can do all sorts of stuff on the inside cover if you want. But I I chose just to do the basic one, and on the very back, what I actually did was take out one of my um, space travel books. I have a uh, bought a couple of really cool. Uh, history books about space travel opened up one of the pages that had a really cool nebula in it then i took um, some construction paper and some uh, white paper and i i began to draw and sketch out the names of the songs and then do a little cartoon after each one of the names because i used to doodle all the time i still do i like drawing little things as i'm taking notes and stuff and i thought it would be fun to do that so if you look at the back of the cd there's a uh, little, you know, I drew a joystick for maneuvering and a, a Sputnik satellite for telemetry and radio emissions. I did a radio tower with, you know, radio waves coming off of it. So, you know, it was fun. So anyway, what I did is I took these little pieces of paper and I ripped them apart and glued them together and then put them in the book. And then I put a telescope on one side and a stargazing book down below it and then took my camera and took the picture straight above it and then used that uh, as the background, or use that as the graphic, and then I put it into Photoshop, you know, and added, you know, the Moyer multimedia stuff and the barcode and all that stuff, and did the back of the CD that way. And so that's how you got the artwork on the CD. Okay, um, I'm going to go ahead and, and start introducing each one of the songs and talk a little bit about the inspiration behind them and some of the sounds that I used on them. So uh, get ready for that. You're listening to the making of the Stargazer Project with Rick Moyer from Taking With You. Well, the very first song that is on the CD is called Launch to the Moon. The original title of it, though, was called Launching and Landing. And uh, it's interesting, the story behind this song. Um, 
I remember listening to an album by a band called Tamita, The Planets, and they they did like a, a journey through space with an instrumental kind of rock kind of deal, and I really enjoyed that when I was a kid listening to that. But I loved watching the launches. I would go, I would try to find anything I could to watch uh, spaceships launch. I did model rockets, and I loved to launch rockets in the air, and uh, all sorts of fun things like that. I'm just fascinated by that type of thing. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to take a countdown of a rocket, integrate that into some music that's inspiring, and then just let it launch and enjoy that stereo sound in your ears, you know? And that's where this song came from. Originally, though, when I wrote it, um, I was playing around with my uh, the the recording program here, and uh, I goofed up and I put one of the sound bites came in at a very low um, sampling rate. And unfortunately, the very first session of it was done in, in poor recording quality. And, and I really liked it better than what kind of came out. So I was um, I had to go back in and resample everything and put it up at a higher quality so that it, it was stereo and thick and nice sounding and that the, that it didn't lose any of its quality that way. And so I had to kind of redo it. Got it where I liked it. But originally, uh, for the first, gosh, you know, the, the, I started working on the thing months and months ago. So it was the first one that I did. And it was, um, no, actually, it wasn't the first one I did. It was about the third one I did. But it was uh, in the can for a long time until I finally redid it to put out on the CD because I wanted to make sure that it was stereo and rich and thick and chocolatey. You know, and I'm, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. So anyway, I came up with Launch to the Moon. I got some uh, audio uh, bites from Apollo 14 when they launched the Saturn V rocket. I thought that was fascinating sounding and uh, put that in there so you can enjoy that. And then when the rocket actually takes off, on the first version, I did not use the drums. I used drums on the, the this version or the version that you hear on the CD. I don't know why. I just kind of wanted to make it kind of cool and get your heart pumping and everything. And then towards the end, then we um, we do where the lunar lander comes down onto the planet, uh, or comes down onto the moon. I'm sorry. And then, of course, when uh, they take their step onto the to the moon itself, I just thought that would be something really cool to hear with music behind it. And so that's what the inspiration for launch to the moon was. And I used basically, um, uh, you know, three or four different sound bites, and really only one or two keyboard tracks. It wasn't a real intensive thing. Uh, I wanted it to be simple yet rich and and um, real ambient. I wanted it to be real stereo and and um, regal in its sound. And so that's what you got on Launch to the Moon. We've now gone on internal power on the internal batteries of the Saturn V as the count continues. 40 seconds and coming. Alan Shepard reports that he's performing his final guidance alignment, the final uh, maneuver the astronauts perform before liftoff. 30 seconds and counting. Stu Russo just said, thanks, it's been a good count. 25 seconds and counting. We are still go. 20 seconds, guidance alert. The guidance system now going internal. The next song on the CD is called Radio Emissions. Now, this was an interesting song to do. I really liked this sound. I, I, did, I sent in an audio comment to um, Jan and Angela on the Anomaly podcast. 
and was playing around with this one sound on the keyboard to put a, a background behind my audio comment for them and thought, I've got to use that for a song because it just got a really cool beat to it and I like the little spacey stereo um, wow-wow kind of sound. And, and thus, I thought, I'm going to put that on the Stargazer CD because I think it has a really neat sound to it. Plus, it's a laid-back kind of groove song and I enjoyed that. What I did was I searched over the internet to find um, copyright-free sounds from space. And you know, do you remember when they did that, uh, the space probe that uh, we actually heard sounds from the planet or the moon Titan? And it was it was just fascinating to me. They put that out and I listened to it several times to actually listen to the sounds on an alien planet or moon. How cool is that? I mean, I, I thought the, going to Mars was awesome to look at things through the, the Mars rovers, but landing a probe and listening to what it sounds like in the atmosphere and, and as you land on a, a, a moon or a planet, you could actually listen to it. It wasn't science fiction, it was real. And I thought, I am going to get some of these sounds and put them into a song so that uh, people can hear some sounds from space. And so what I found was a site that had some radio emissions from Saturn. Now, you're hearing them doctored, though, because if you listen to them, they they had to speed them up and do a couple of different things to them, but I still am fascinated by the sounds. And, you know, there's lots of, lots of uh, um, what do you call them, uh, satellite things um, pointed towards space listening. And uh, it's just it's fascinating. I just love it. So I put some radio emissions from Saturn on this song. And it's the only song on the on the entire CD that actually has vocals in it that I'm singing in. And you might not notice that I'm actually singing, but if you listen halfway through the song where the keyboard part is going um la um, the keyboard's doing that, but I actually sing. You can hear me now doing that in the background. I actually did two or three parts to it. And then put those with a chorusy sound behind it, just to add to the keyboard sound of making it very um, alien and laid back and kind of cool and funky. And that's the whole idea behind radio emissions: listening to sounds from space. So I hope you enjoy this song. It was a lot of fun to do. If you've heard any of my music at all uh, that I offer for free, you've heard this song before. It's one of the only songs that I put on the album that um, many people have heard already. The reason behind it, though, was I just love the way this song turned out. It's called The Aftermath. Now, I'm a big science fiction lover, especially of Star Trek's The The Next Generation. I love Star Trek, and um, one of my favorite episodes was called The Best of Both Worlds, and it was a two-parter cliffhanger from one season to the next and it was just one of the most fabulous pieces of science fiction writing and and visual things that i've ever seen and basically 
what happened was Captain Picard was taken over by the Borg and they made him into a Borg and there was this big battle called the Battle of Wolf 359 and I, I would have called it that but I, I just thought of what would it be like to to come into a big huge space battle after it had happened and to see the hulls of ships burning and the and the 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 stuff just floating around and and the chaos is it's silent and it's eerie and it's kind of beautiful in a way even though it's destructive looking it's it's just it floats there and and then just the images that would conjure up in your head of of coming into a battle after it had happened it, you know not even just a space battle but any type of thing walking into a place and just seeing the smoke and the the debris and realizing something major had happened here but you were late for the party you did not see what happened but you see the after effects of it and so that's what this hopefully that emotion comes out when you're listening to this song it's very orchestrated mostly done with traditional instruments strings a little bit of horns um, timpanis cymbals percussion and of course one of the things that for some reason adds just an eerie quality to it is the bells in the background when you hear the ding and it just brings out this um, this urgency and at the same time an eerie kind of feel to it so there you go that's the the song the aftermath my whole idea behind it was just to to bring out what it would be like to to be floating through space and come into something like this where a battle had happened but it was over now I hope you enjoy it next song is called Rings. This is a funny story um, of how this song came about. Um, this has been a very long production of doing the songs. It's been over a course of months that I've been working on them from time to time when I had time. Uh, with working, we do a podcast, or I do a podcast with my wife um, called Take Him With You, and we're busy working on that quite a bit and, and you know, earning a living and trying to, you know, pay the bills and and uh, so when I have time to squeeze in the music part of it, I do. And so this is funny. I woke up one morning with this tune in my head. And I was like, oh, it's just eerily haunting and beautiful. And I'm going to I'm gonna go make it. So I, I turned on the keyboard and I found a sound that I wanted. And I began to, um, the creative process of working on it. it. It was a few days of work on this song. And, and I, I just remember thinking, oh, this is just so haunting. And I... I love the the sound of it and and all this stuff and I got all done with it and then um, as many times I don't work on the song the the songs on the album together in other words they, it few days or maybe sometimes weeks in between and uh, and I went back and I played the launch and landing song and realized it was the same same song <laughs> just with different instruments and went oh well maybe I'll just put those together as a suite you know you can do that. Um, a lot of the sounds are similar on the album, and and of course, you know, artists have their own style, and of course, that's I do I have my own style, 
and some of the themes sound similar, but that's just how it goes. But I liked the way it, it was so relaxing and so beautiful that I thought, you know what, I'm going to do a reprise. That's what I'm going to call it, a reprise of of the launch and landing. But this time, we're going to talk about the rings of Saturn because um, more and more pictures are coming in and you look at them and it's just a beautiful thing to see the rings. They're fascinating to me that there would be a planet with rings around it. How cool is that? And and the different comp- things that make up those rings and what what are they composed of? And now we have probes that have flown through them so we know what they are. And, and it's just fabulous. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to put something together very stereo that would capture the beauty of the rings of Saturn. And so that's what you hear here. (laughs) I hope you really enjoy this song. This is one of my favorites on the album. I really enjoyed it. This song, um, song number, what song number is this? Is this song five? Yeah, five, Big Dipper. Uh, when I'm outside on the trampoline looking up at the sky, there's this this tree in our yard. And if I'm in June, July, or August, the Big Dipper, at the time I go out, usually around 10 or 11 in the evening, um, it's going. The Big Dipper is usually right above the tree, and as the summer goes, it goes a little farther towards the north. And uh, I love the Big Dipper. It's really the only constellation I can spot in the sky without really concentrating, because <laughs> there it is, the Big Dipper, you know. And of course, I taught my kids to see that, and and I just thought, wouldn't it be cool to do a song dedicated to the Big Dipper? I know that's kind of goofy, but I I thought I would do a kind of a liquidy electronic. Um, splashing kind of sounding song and that's what this one came out to be Uh, i really like how it turned out it's actually the first one that i did with the intent of doing the stargazer cd it was uh, i was going to create something and the first thing i thought of was the big dipper so i thought i'm making a song for the big dipper right now so that's what i did and this is how it turned out i hope you enjoy it This next one is called Telemetry. Have you ever watched that um, show? What's it called? October Sky is the name of the show. And uh, all about the the rocket scientists and back in the, I believe it was the 50s that they were portraying there. And... Uh, people were hearing about Sputnik and they were watching up in the sky to see this Russian satellite, you know, orbiting the earth and get to see something man-made up in space, you know, from, from, with the naked eye. That was kind of cool to be able to do. And then I got to thinking about all the cool little sounds and stuff that, um, 
when the data comes in. And uh, I remember when I got a modem for my computer and went online for the first time. It was a 2400 baud modem. Man, that was fast, I'll tell you. And uh, it made those sounds, and I thought of telemetry. And I, I thought, this is cool, sounding data being streamed here and there. So I thought I'd do a song that had data and Sputnik and the sounds from Sputnik. And then I figured, why not, since it's from Russia, let's do some Russian cosmonauts as well. So I got some uh, audio bites of Russian cosmonauts, some Sputnik, and some telemetry. And I mixed that all into this song. And it was a lot of fun. This song, um, the way I created this one, was using the track that you... Da, 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 da. That thing is sequenced, so it just goes through the whole song. But the drums are actually played live by me, not on a drum set, mind you, but with my hands. My keyboard um, will play drums, and each one of the keys will be a corresponding drum, like a bass drum or a snare drum or whatever. I actually used um, uh, used that sound that was going through in a metronome on my program and then played the drums manually. Did probably four tracks of drums, uh, you know, the bass drum and the snare, the, the little uh, wood click, uh, the ride cymbal, the, the splash cymbal, all those are separate tracks and done, you know, man, manually throughout the entire song. And then, of course, uh, with that, there was this was a very multi-track song, with lots of different sounds going on with it, and I just love the the sound that came out. Very fun, very stereo. Uh, this is for when you're gazing up at the sky and you see that satellite going across. You know, when you can see that it's not a plane, it's not flashing planes flash but satellites are are constant and they're just zooming along in an orbit that's for you to look at when you're listening to this song so try and spot some satellites while you're listening it's called telemetry i hope you enjoy it And of course, some folks are really good at knowing their constellations. I have a, a I have an actual um, book that shows me what the constellations are, and and I, you know, I can't make heads or tails out of it. I want one of those cool, um, what is it called, a sky scope? Anyway, it's really cool. You can get this thing that you look through and and push the button, and it'll tell you about the constellation you're looking at. Use a satellite and everything to show you. And I've always wanted one of those. It's a little bit out of my price range, though. You know, it's not. Not something you just get for everyday use, you know, but uh, maybe someday. Um, but anyway, this song is called Constellations, and I wanted to do something that had kind of a, a a rhythmic beat of kind of ancient proportions, but at the same time, um, kind of whimsical and uh, all the different names that... Can you imagine early man looking up at the sky and... And watching the stars and coming up, you know, they didn't have TV. They were watching movies. They weren't, you know, they were looking, they were gazing up at the sky at night and it, and it was beautiful. And, and they came up with names for all the constellations, you know, and as time went on there, it, there, there was lore that went behind all of it and all these different things. I just thought it's so rich and it's so, um, 
so ancient that I wanted something that would capture that. So that's what these sounds are. I used a lot of um, orchestration sounds, uh, plucking harps and strings, and uh, of course the the um, the beat to it is just very um, it's cool. A lot of bongo kind of drums and just it's it's very um, ancient sounding, and that's what I wanted from it, uh, just to kind of celebrate the whimsical feeling of looking at the constellations. And so the, uh, that's what the inspiration was for it. So I hope you enjoy it. Maneuvering is the name of the next song. I've always loved watching science fiction shows and and the NASA channel when when they will they will or like Apollo 13 the movie when they will uh, maneuver the 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 craft by hitting little thrusters, you know, and that that sound that happens, you know, I'm, I don't know what it really sounds like in space, but I don't know. <laughs> but on the TV and on the movies, I always thought that was cool. And so I thought I would create something with that stereo sound of those thrusters from the right and the left of the ship and and uh, moving it around and maneuvering things to where they're supposed to go so that they can get it docked with the space station or maneuver around the planet or whatever they're doing, you know. I, th- I thought that would be cool to do a song like that. So with this song, I kind of had a cool little melody in mind, and then I used a beat to it and then thought it would be really fun um, to create the sound effects of the thrusters myself with a can of, of air that cleans out the um, the computers and stuff. And uh, to simulate it being on a radio, I actually used a cell phone, put my microphone next to the cell phone, and, uh, and then did the talking and then shot the air can <laughs> to make the thruster sounds. So that's what you get when you're listening to it. It's not actually footage or, or uh, audio bites because... I couldn't find anything that wasn't copyrighted, so I did them myself. I figured, why not? And uh, that's why it sounds kind of goofy. And But I don't know. I don't care. I, I, I like this song, and I like it how stereo it is. When you're listening on a pair of headphones, the, the right thruster goes off in your right ear, and the left thruster goes off in your left ear, and it's just cool. So I hope you enjoy this one. It's called Maneuvering. And on the back of the CD, it's funny, too. I drew a little joystick um, on the after the song uh, called Maneuvering. And I spelled it wrong the first time that I did it had to go back and change the artwork because I spelled maneuvering without it's M-A-N-E-U-V-E-R-I-N-G I spelled it M-A-N-U-V-E-R-E-N-G so I had to go back and change all the artwork and everything um, after I had it all finished (laughs) yeah spell check Rick spell check I love playing the piano. Um, for years, I would just, when I didn't have a synthesizer, I'd just sit down at a piano and play. Um, early on in our marriage, we got a uh, electric grand piano. Not obviously a real grand piano, but it has the sounds of it in it, and it's a Roland Digital Grand, and I play that a lot. Now the key, I need to actually fix the keyboard because there's some that stick. I used it so much. Uh, but I love playing piano, and this song was originally written um, for my friend Rico, 
who uh, has the Trex and Sci-Fi podcast, and he was going to read some uh, stories that he'd written behind the, with the music. Probably He still can. He's more than welcome to. But uh, I like this song so much that I thought, I'm going to put it on the CD. Its original title was Muse, and appropriately titled for, you know, short stories and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but I renamed it for the album and called Look at the Stars. And uh, I just like the the slow pace to it and the the uh, the free-flowing piano throughout it. That's what I really enjoyed doing. And plus it's got some kind of cool spacey sounds in it. So as you're gazing up at the um, at the stars, there's this really cool little electronic rhythm that comes through it. And it feels really cool when you're looking at the stars with it. So that's why I called it Look at the Stars. This one is called Greetings. I wrote this song thinking of how cool it would be to discover intelligent life on another planet. What would it be like to approach the planet that you knew that there was intelligent life, that you were in contact with it, and then meet them for the first time and and just share that initial, this is what we're like, this is what this is who we are. I just thought that would be fascinating. And so I used a uh, some sounds like that, um, kind of alien sounds, but at the same time, a funky kind of groove beat to it, and then uh, played the bass with it and just made it real funky. And then, as my friend Jeff would say up in Canada, he, he, I have a great friend up there that um, we have a, a love for Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Uh, the space organ is what I played on it. He called it a space organ, and that's exactly what it is do this really cool like um uh false ending to the song and then just as you think it's over and then it kicks back in and i do this cool uh space alien song now the funny part about this song it's all the black keys on the piano there isn't any white keys at all on this piano on the on this song and uh what do they call that scale i can't remember the name of that anyway it's all black keys and so it's really easy to play but a lot of fun too and uh that's what you got from it it's called greetings and uh actually it's one of the favorites on the album for me i enjoyed this one i like playing it just for fun and uh i hope you enjoyed it as well we go from funky to I don't know what to call this one other than um, what I wanted to get out of this song it's called Final Stage and even though I drew a little cartoon of a stage of a rocket coming off the other it really is about the final stage of can you imagine if a probe was sent out and we have sent deep space probes out and it took years and years and years and it finally reaches its destination 
how emotional, if, if it was a, a real living being, how emotional it would be for it to finally get to its destination. And uh, so I wrote something that is very ancient sounding, used a lot of orchestration with strings and um, the, that, the native drum beat behind it because I wanted it to be ancient sounding and, and uh, very rhythmic in its, its origin. Um, what would it be like to finally come to that place where you've, you've been journeying and journeying and you finally make it to that place? And that's what, the, that's what it's supposed to, to do is, is evoke that emotion uh, it'd be something that somebody would play at the end of a movie, you know, as the, as the credits rolled. And, and just kind of, you sat in the afterglow of everything and said, I finally made it to my destination. And so it's called The Final Stage. now are used to having uh, vehicles that go into space and then come back down and land um, in a in a way that we can reuse them. Uh, when I was a kid, they would launch rockets, people would go into outer space, and then when they came back, they would be in a little capsule that fell into the ocean and had parachutes to slow it down, and then they would have the big battleships go out and pick them up and and they had frogmen, they would call them frogmen, and they were just the divers that would go and get the astronauts out of the capsule and everything, and so I wrote a song called Splashdown for the CD because I always loved watching that. It was so cool to watch the footage of that. And uh, still to this day, I like watching how they went and rescued. It was such a neat thing. And then, of course, um, you'll hear at the end of the song, it's an interesting part of it. There, I actually have footage or, or uh, audio comments, audio comments, audio bites of, of uh, the communications that were going on on the, on the um, destroyer that was picking them up and stuff. And it was, it was, or maybe it was an aircraft carrier. I can't remember. But they were saying, you know, we don't light up the cigars until they're all they're safe on board. And it's just, it's such an interesting um, commentary on our society and, and where how far we've come now to where we can land the spacecraft and then reuse it again. And we couldn't do that before. So you hear the helicopters. I remember seeing the helicopters hovering over the water and and uh, watching that footage and thinking, how cool is that? And how scary that must have been for the astronauts too to um, have to go through that and they would black out you know they black out communications because of the fire uh, and entering the atmosphere and you were hoping they didn't burn up and then they finally you know would show up with the parachutes and land in the ocean it was just really cool so I wrote a song that's kind of a pop song it's really the only pop song on the album and it's got a lot of cool sounds going on a lot of activity and that's exactly what it was like at Splashdown lots of activity going on lots of people and of course a big cel- celebration that they get, they got home safe from their journey and we picked them up and took them home (laughs) so very cool Uh, this one is called Splashdown called Lunar Sunrise, and uh, Apollo 8 astronauts Lovell, Anders, and Borman actually read from Genesis chapter 1 from the Bible on Christmas Eve on December 24th, 1968. I was three years old when this happened, don't remember it, sorry, but uh, as fate would have it, they you know they recorded everything, and so I got to get some of the audio bites from it, and I, I wanted to 
capture the moment um, that the astronauts had. It was a gift. You know, nowadays, you know, with everything politically correct and all the different stuff going on, they probably wouldn't do this. But um, I thought this was kind of cool that they read, they got out a Bible and they read from the Bible as they were watching the sunrise on the moon. Um, what would that have been like? How cool is that? So I tried to capture the, lunar, the feeling of lunar sunrise and the astronauts actually used their voices as they read Genesis chapter 1. And uh, I'm, just, I'm just in awe of what we have been able to do as far as reaching out into the stars. And I know that, that as time goes on, I'm hoping that we will venture out even further. I believe that God created the heavens and the earth and it is so cool to be able to explore the heavens and see, is there life out there? What are the possibilities and you know, what is it all about? And Thanks so much for joining me for the making of the Stargazer Project, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. I'm Rick Moyer. I do a weekly podcast. You're welcome to come over and listen to some of my music there and listen to my ramblings. It's at TakeHimWithYou.com. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoy the CD. Thanks for listening to The Making of The Stargazer Project with Rick Moyer. For more information, email Rick at rick at takingwithyou.com. That's rick at takingwithyou.com. The Stargazer CD is available right now by going to takingwithyou.com slash stargazer. Click on the link and you can purchase your CD or download it on MP3 coming to iTunes soon. Hi, this is Rick Moyer, and I've got a brand new CD out to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer. Take a listen to some of the songs. Three, two, one, zero. Launch commit. Liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour. this 13-track CD or download it at takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer. Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. Get your copy today.